Welcome everybody to Me Time. I'm your host, Maggie Lawson, and I'm so excited about today's guest slash expert, Sona Avatissian. She's from the minimalist.me. She is an organizing and decluttering expert, and so I thought that this was going to be more of an interview or tips, you know, for organizing, purging, decluttering, and all that for fall. And it turns into, or turned into, a much deeper conversation about how decluttering your space can actually help you declutter your life and how what we're going through and decluttering our life can also be reflected in our space and how they all kind of work together. It's just a really, really interesting, deep uh, conversation, and I can't wait for you all to listen. I'm so excited to talk to you. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to have our little talk. <laughs> Especially since we had a little like talk the other day that was so, it was so interesting because it was like, it wandered from, you know, so I, I was explaining to those listening, I was explaining to Sona that me time for me or this podcast has been things I learn in my me time, but then also talking to people about their me time and what they do and talking to experts where I... I learn new things in my me time, but in talking to you, I was, it was interesting because I was struck by your story. So I actually want to talk to you. I I want your expert advice, but I also want to talk to you about just you and your me time. And, Mm -hmm. but this, this connection to peace of mind, you know, they say like decluttering. So Sona, by the way, Sona is the minimalist of what is the exact title? The yes. cluttering coach. So, yes. Yes. Also just has a wonderful story and a beautiful soul. We have a mutual friend and Sona's going to come help me in my decluttering as well. But there's this connection. What I love about like what we talk about on this podcast is sort of finding your peace to like restore yourself to yourself. And I feel like so much of that comes from the space you're in. And I feel like there's always a connection between like decluttering mm-hmm. your home and helping sort of like declutter your mind. So yeah. I first still want to hear from you. So I often talk to people that one of the first things I ask people usually is like about a moment of impact or some something that sort of changed the course of their life when they like knew they would be, they were never going to be the same again. Like from this point forward, everything was going to be different and look different and life was going to be different. And you kind of had mentioned something. And then I was like, oh, I wonder if that's what kind of led her into this line of work. So I will ask you, like, what brought you to this work? And did it come from a, you know, as I call them, a moment of impact that changed Mm -hmm. you forever? Yeah. So it was an evolution. It was very gradual. There is a different story for how I became a more organized person to how I became a minimalist and how I started the minimalist.me. I think from all those stories and how it evolved after I created it. But I think the most impactful one, the one that inspires most, and not just, you know, my friends enough, it also inspired me about my own power that I didn't know I had, is this one, the one that helped me create the minimalist. So I was going through divorce. And what they don't tell you is that (laughs) just because you had a beautiful marriage doesn't mean that you're going to have a beautiful divorce. Mm -hmm. Things did not go the way I thought they were going to go. And after months and months of going back and forth and going to court for the first time, 
it was heartbreaking. It was one of the hardest things I've ever had to experience. And when I came home, I just, I was in disbelief. I was sad. I was hurt. I was disappointed and also angry. And after my kids went to sleep, I was just thinking about it so much and feeling like I did not enjoy having those feelings inside. It was just Mm -hmm. so heavy. Mm -hmm. Uh, I didn't sleep the whole night. And at one point I felt like I couldn't take that pain anymore, the heaviness of those feelings. But the good news is that by morning, I was so clear. I was Mm. all of resolve. I was like, I knew one thing for sure that I would never set foot in court again. Okay. (laughs) I called him and I said, I will sign whatever you want me to sign. I just, I can't. And The reason I decided to do that was because I realized that that energy, instead of being negative, I could just shift it and just put into something beautiful and big. And at the time, like throughout my divorce, the book that totally helped me so much was Eckhart Tolle's um, Mm. New Earth. Mm -hmm. And there was something like when you want somebody to give you something and they don't give it, it's like you telling yourself that you can give that to yourself. So Mm, wow, you can totally, whatever it is, whether it's love, whether it's finances, whatever it is, you can give it to yourself. And I was like, I'm going to create something amazing that's going to help other women who are awake at night Mm. at this hour and feeling a huge burden for me was something else, but I started thinking, okay, what's my unique talent? What's something that, you know, comes kind of like I'm naturally adept at, but something that can really help other women and organizing came to mind. And I know that there's so many women that are at home thinking like, I just can't live like this anymore, you know? Yes. And we give and we give and we give and there's just not enough time in the day to have your life organized, your surroundings and your mental space. So I was like, this is what I'm going to do. And it was just (sighs) two days later, I had designed my website. I had (laughs) like put a little ads on not ads, but like on Facebook mom groups asking if anybody wanted to try this for free so I could build build a portfolio. And it was just amazing. It was like magic. Like the first person who I helped, she posted something on her Instagram story. Someone else found me through that person. So it was just like, these lines that just kept connecting me to the most amazing people. Like I really... I really now believe that if you find that something that gives you purpose in life, anything else, you can just live it to the universe. My clients were like my dream friends, like the ones that I dreamt about when I was a teenager and feeling lonely. I was like, I wish I, and like, those were my clients. It felt like a treat to get to know them, to work with them and then see the impact. I mean, it, it was just magical. So this is such an incredible story because, well, for, okay. Oh, I have so many questions. What was your process? Like my first <laughs> question that came up was like, what was the process on that night? So mm-hmm. you had a sleepless night mm-hmm. and you get up the next morning 
mm-hmm. and oh, with a whole new perspective. Mm-hmm. Like how? So now I'm like, uh, how long can this podcast be? Because I'm like, wait. <laughs> so wh- how did you unlock that thinking for yourself? Like, how did you go? Like, oh, I'm. This is not good. I need to shift this. And from that was this this idea was born. Mm -hmm. I have been kind of working on my self-development for years after I lost my mom. And then two years later, my dad, I was going through like, it was everything. My entire world was like, this causes cancer. This causes cancer. That causes cancer. I can't do this. This causes cancer. It was just living in so much fear. And if you know, like when you repeat the same patterns, whether it's in a relationship or feelings, whatever you do consistently for a while, it kind of becomes natural for you. So I started thinking like, am I just an unhappy, ungrateful person? I still have this amazing things in my life, but why can I, you know, and so I started reading some books and little by little, I got myself out of it. I became very optimistic and just the person I used to be before when even just riding my bicycle with the wind on my face, I would feel like the happiest. Like those little things started bringing joy again. And so that night, what happened was first that message from that book really like, I'm going to give this to myself. And then another one that was a profound one was years ago, I had heard on Oprah about her talking about forgiveness Yeah, And she was saying something along the lines of forgiveness is not being okay with that person or whatever. Forgiveness is for you. And it's accepting that things couldn't have been different. And I thought it was amazing, but it didn't click for me. I was like, how, like, can I accept that this happened? Like it shouldn't have happened, but it happened. It did. And accepting that it did Mm -hmm. allows you to move on. Mm-hmm. instead of just staying in that but because you can change it but staying in that space constantly playing it in your mind yep it's it was that's why like I described those feelings in the beginning of that night it was just too heavy it felt like the light in me was getting constricted and I didn't want it because I feel like I have so much to give I have so much love to give and it was just too hard where at that po- point I was like I have to send light his way. I have to not Mm -hmm. have to, like, I'm going to accept that things are the way they are. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to see what is in my control that I can change. And I'm going to go with that. And that I like, what am I naturally, you know, and it's another story about how I came to the organizing. That's my next question is like, yeah. so obviously I want to bring some, you know, we're going to talk about organizing, mm-hmm. you know, I'm going to ask you just like, if there are some, like some basic, basic, basic things to sort of start with, to help sort of clear your mind, we'll get to that. But like, mm-hmm. I do kind of, one of the things I think that makes you different and why I think you're so successful in doing this is where you're coming from with doing it. Like you're talking about how do I help women? How do I bring, or, or people in general, but just saying like, you know, this mm-hmm. idea was born from a place of, you know, um, oh my God, I'm forgetting her name. Um, mm-hmm. Carrie Fisher. Well, she always says, take your broken heart and turn it into art. Um, um, so in a similar kind of like, you know, it's sort of making, t- turning something into something beautiful that can like help someone else. And that you were sort of looking at yourself about 
your the seed of it was from a place of like what can I offer and how can I help people? You know, and then it's almost like the universe just rushed in and they were like, we got you. (laughs) (laughs) As long as you know where you're going. Yes. And and the the intention is good and pure. Like it's not Mm -hmm. coming from a place of like evil or, or, Mm -hmm. or darkness, you know, all those things or whatever. So I'm listening to you and I'm like, of course, as I hear your story, I'm like, of course, like universe rushed in and, and, (laughs) and rewarded, gifted you with like this incredible client list and people passing on your name because you're like, and you're like a, you're like a little angel. (laughs) So so yeah, well, we'll get to me. You just mentioned one thing that I was like, ah, I love that you just said that about like feeling the, just from a bike ride and feeling the sun on your face and being able to like, not just go do that, but to experience a few moments of whatever that, that joy is, which is kind of what this pod, what I talk about on this podcast, like me time doesn't always have to be something so extravagant. Like it can be, and I, we love that too, Mm -hmm. but like Mm -hmm. that often it's just that extra minute as like in the sun or taking the long way home or, yeah, just whatever it is that brings you back to Being yourself. Present, you know, and enjoying like that's it. Little things. Yeah, that's it. So I now I do want to hear. So you're saying how you got to this home organization from so you've come from this place and you're having this like <laughs> this is so funny. I'm like, I just want to interview you all day about this <laughs> entire story. But the getting to organizing decluttering and the connection to your peace of mind that Mm -hmm. you're now bringing to other people. So how did you get to that? And then how to help us all out (laughs) how we can do it. But yeah, how did you get into organization and why? Like, what was the, why was that the thing? Mm -hmm. So I'm going to tell two uh, little stories that kind of uh, make a connection. So one of the reasons I'm going to share this story is just for everybody to know that if they think they're just not an organized person, they can never be organized and stuff. I want them to know that that is not true. It's a limiting belief and they can completely reframe or retrain or yeah. Yeah. Replace it with an empowering one. A lot of organizers were very organized as a kid. I was not an organized kid. I was the one who would open the wardrobe and put everything in there, just close it. Every time you open, everything would fall out. And as a kid, I was uh, quite shy. I wasn't very sociable. So I didn't get invited to parties that much. But the (laughs) ones that I would get invited to, my mom thought it was really funny to open my wardrobe, put everything on the floor and be like, you can't go until you clean this up. And I don't know what I think about her doing that, but (laughs) one thing that was like, I just, I didn't want that to happen anymore. And I don't remember, I was quite young, probably if she helped me figure out how to do it, or I just started putting everything on hangers, put it all the time so that it's like minimum amount of time instead of like going late to a party or whatever. So it is possible by doing the same action over and over again, you're Mm. able to create those neural pathways in your mind that it becomes natural. It doesn't matter what age you are. And here's another example, which is the opposite. When my dad passed away, I noticed that I was 
more organized than ever. Everything had to be in its place. I literally couldn't leave the house mm -hmm. unless it, everything was in its place. And I realized that this was not healthy because I had kids and with kids, you can't expect to have everything in its place all the time. It was important for me, for my kids mm -hmm. to create, to, you know, be adventurous, to think, like, look at cause and effect and be able to play and stuff. So I had to make myself into more of a, quote, messy person. Mm. So I literally had to form those new neural pathways. If there was a mess, mm -hmm. <laughs> instead of like being there and, and being like, my body would literally try to reach to put it back because that's the neural pathway mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. I have. Mm -hmm. But I had to break them by be like, don't you dare touch that. Like I had to literally sit and not touch it. Wow. And so that I could become okay with messes because with kids that's the healthy way like of course there's like you can be more organized and you need to be more organized because it's so much better for the kids well-being and their mental state and education and everything but there are also messes that I call intentional messes that are good for the kid that are good for them so I had to learn it so the only reason why I'm telling you this is because whoever's listening I want them to know that you can change any habit in your life at any time. And there are ways like I've created an entire course on how to be mentally and physically decluttered and mm -hmm. um, a coaching program where they can ask all the questions and we go deep into it. But I want everybody to know that you can change those things at any time. It's just habits that when you perform the same action over and over again, it becomes so strong in your mind, just like mm -hmm. driving. When you first start mm -hmm. driving, you know, like mm -hmm. you have to check the mirrors and stuff, and then it becomes automatic to s conserve energy for your brain. Right. Uh, so, yeah, but that night, what I thought about organizing was a friend of mine had a similar relationship thing where um, her husband, something happened. I don't know, like he left and we didn't hear from him for a month. And I was like, you know what? Oof. I You need to change your place up a little bit. And she was like, can you help me with that? Like, I think it's such a great idea. I need to, you know, start my life. Like I need to like, okay, like I can't just see stuff everywhere, whatever. And I came and we just organized her entire apartment. Uh, I'm actually in her apartment right now. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> like, yeah, That's amazing. So I was like, this is the perfect place because this is where it started. And she kept saying like, you should become a, an organizer. You know, I couldn't have done it by myself. And I thought like, she's, she's just saying like, of course you could have. She's like, she looked me dead in the eye. She's like, no, I couldn't. I mm. I couldn't like take it seriously what I'm saying like this comes naturally to you or I don't know but this is hard for me I couldn't have done it right and I was like but it was so easy but then I realized there's so many things that come easy to other mm -hmm. people mm -hmm. that for me it's like oh my god how did you do this They're like nah. She kept texting me every day. You've changed my life. I can't wait to come home. Like I'm just sitting in my apartment, like with 
music on and I start dancing. You don't understand what I was like. Oh, it felt so good. So it was um, a few weeks, I think, before that night. Yeah. When I was thinking, I was like, oh, this is this sounds like I could help a lot of people. Maybe yeah. other people could feel like that. So that's, that's I how- love that yeah. on the de- decluttering life mm-hmm. front. Anyone hungry? It's time to talk about our next sponsor, Green Chef. Kickstart your clean eating routine this September with 80 plus weekly options featuring nutritionist approved and foodie approved recipes. Choose from Green Chef's eight meal preferences, including new, quick and easy, calorie smart, delicious discoveries, and plant-based options. Looking to stock up on functional snacks and clean beverages to energize you during your busy fall days? Well, shop their latest offering, Green Bundles, available at Green Market, your one-stop shop for nutritious grab-and-go breakfast, brunch kits, wholesome lunches, ready-to-eat snacks, and more you can easily add to your weekly order. It's super-duper-duper convenient and fun. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating clean. Feel your best during the busy season with delicious, nutritionist-approved recipes featuring clean ingredients with no official colors, sweeteners, high-fructose corn syrup, and limited-added sugar limited process ingredients. Choose from recipes featuring lean proteins like turkey, sockeye salmon, barramundi, tilapia, scallops and shrimp, certified whole fruits and vegetables, organic cage-free eggs, and plenty of whole grain options. So much fun food. Discovering new flavors and recipes that feature certified organic fruits and vegetables, sustainably sourced seafood, and unique farm fresh ingredients like tart cherries, truffle zest, and rainbow carrots. I love how convenient Green Chef is. And the best part, the recipes are so easy and ready in 25 minutes or less. 25 minutes or less. And they really mean it. It's amazing. It actually helps you become a better cook. I've been using it. And the recipes are beyond delicious. And the meat, the meat is so good. It's so fresh. If you're interested in Green Chef, you need to go to greenchef.com slash 60 me time and use code 60 me time to get 60% off plus free shipping. 60% off y'all. That's right. Go to greenchef.com slash 60 me time for 60% off plus free shipping. And I understand like you have a course and whatever, and Mm -hmm. then people should sign up for the course if they want, but, um, (laughs) but also anything for soul, for some, for a beginner. So I just moved, um, Mm -hmm. I moved apartments within my building and I like, I, you know, I had this very confident, like, yeah, it's just a few floors. It's a full move though. And Mm -hmm. what I learned was the closet space, even though it's kind of the same is also very different in my new, new place. And so I've been in sort of a purging, a purging situation, but it's also one of the things, in fact, we just had a a podcast about this. It was just me sort of talking about like, how do you wrap your head around what you, what you keep, what you don't in terms of like, what's going to mean. So like, I'll have this thing and be like, oh, I want to keep this shoebox of memories from this old relationship. Or I have these keepsakes from when I was a kid, but am I really going to pull them out and look at them? Who are they for? Why am I keeping all of this stuff? Well, what would be your advice? Like, how does one decide like as they go through and they're purging Mm -hmm. or deciding what to keep? How does one, where do you start with like, how do I know? (laughs) And what do you keep? And what do you let go of? I mean, I know that's a major question, but still. Oh, I, I can write a whole book just on that question but um, (laughs) I'm gonna try to explain a way that's gonna give people a lot to think about so let's go example by example the shoebox memories in it right yeah so right now I know what's important for me I live in a smaller 
apartment with my kids because I love traveling with them. And I know that's a priority for me. Mm -hmm. My small space can only take certain things. So I have space for my memory boxes right now. But if I moved even to a smaller place and didn't, this is what I would do. What would be that one thing, like if God forbid there was fire from all of those memory boxes and stuff, that the first thing that I would be like, oh my God, did that get burned? Like, and that would be my journals. I would get uh, so sad if something happened right. to my journals. That's so, so funny you say this. I have a box that's like, <laughs> this is the fire box in case of fire. <laughs> have this box only and leave everything else. But yet I still have everything yeah. else. But anyway, go on, go on. Yeah. yeah. No, that's a and that's a valid point. And and I'm I'm very happy that you said in the beginning that you're doing your closet, whatever, and you're mm-hmm. purging. Mm -hmm. A lot of people, the biggest, most common mistake people make when they start to get organized, they think organizing solutions, you know, that's because Mm. the exciting part of the process, you know, shopping and nobody wants to start from the hard part, which is and thinking, making decisions. So they instantly go shopping for organizers and stuff. But if you buy organizers, what are you organizing? You're organizing your clutter. Because you haven't gotten rid of everything yet that you don't use or that's a duplicate or maybe it's your friends or maybe you don't really need it anymore. And so you buy those solutions and stuff and then you need bigger space. And then um, if you do it the right way and purge and go go through all the steps before that, like you end up with a lot of um, organizing solutions that are not the right size not the right solution. So you organize around it. But if you do steps in the right order, and I can go through what the right order is after this, if you remind me, I just don't want to lose my train of thought. Yeah, yes, yeah. I'll remind Um, you of the steps, believe me, I'm hanging on to every word you're saying. So go on. (laughs) So yeah, the most important thing is not to make that common mistake of going through organizing. Organizing is just a temporary solution if you haven't decluttered first. Decluttering is what needs to happen, especially if you're doing it without an expert's help. Um, So the second thing I would say is start small. Those organizing steps that we're going to talk about, if you start using that, it's very, it's not easy, but it's simple. You just follow it in the right order. But if you even if you follow it in the right order and you start with a garage that hasn't been touched for years or your attic or um, your memory boxes and sentimental items, yeah, then it's you most likely are going to just stop in the middle of the process and create even more clutter and now reinforce those beliefs that you're just not good at this stuff and stuff. But if you start small, just start with your purse. <laughs> oh my you know, god your <laughs> it's so easy right now oh my god it's so nice. I wish I could show you I was literally the other day I was like Maggie this is embarrassing like it's versus let's organize it right now I mean we honestly should so I'm going to show you first you before look- you do anything to your purse grab a pen and a paper Perfect. okay I have a pen and a pen and paper right here so right this- now okay <laughs> Okay. This is amazing. Okay. So I'm just showing you 
this is like what my bag looks like. Okay. When you look down, I have no idea why the money is so loose. Actually, I don't usually do that, but okay. That's a better version. And I can tell you everything that's in here. This is so funny. Okay. Ready? <laughs> well, usually the step number one is assessing, but it's a smaller project. So we're going to start with step number two and which is, I be still wrote down assessing, but okay. Yes. Okay. I'll talk about it a little later when we do the assessment a little um, later. Okay, so empty everything out, but not at the same time. Okay. We're take one at a time. Okay. Um, and you're going to, as you're taking it out, you're going to categorize them. Categorizing is step number three. And yeah. then three, categorize. But this could yeah. work for, I feel like this could work for a closet. Anything it okay. can work for anything, it can work for a junk drawer, for a closet. But if you're doing your closet and you've never done it and you take everything out, and then at the step where we're going to do the purging, it's already you've made so many decisions and so many things. And now, if you get tired, everything's out and right. to deal with it. So, it's a big problem. So, you need to, you know, develop that muscle with smaller projects and see okay. that works and how it affects you before you go to bigger ones. Okay. So the first step is taking everything out. But if you want to save even more time, you categorize as you take it out. Okay, sunglasses. All right, so I'll do this quickly. All right, I've literally got, this is what I don't have organized, Sona, is mm -hmm. because I switch bags all the time. This is my main bag, but I'll switch into mm -hmm. like a smaller bag to go out or something. And I so I don't have a wallet wallet. Mm -hmm. Everything is just kind of in a pile. So this mm -hmm. is credit cards and money. This is okay. all credit cards and cash. One yeah. question I always ask my clients, like, does that setup right now work for you? And what it actually, what is working and what doesn't work? You know, what doesn't work for me with this bag is that it doesn't really close. It does okay. have a, it kind of has a button, but it's still open on both sides. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. it just, and it kind of opens a lot. So I guess I feel a little, it does feel unorganized to me, but it only has one little slot. So it's not mm -hmm. like there really aren't pockets and things, mm -hmm. which might be nice, mm -hmm. but I'm also kind of impatient mm -hmm. and like, like, meaning I don't often take the time, even if there were like four different compartments, mm -hmm. I probably would still throw everything into one. <laughs> no, okay. I mean. Yeah. So, um, this purse, are you carrying it because you love the purse? Is it because it's easy to throw everything in? Is it just a habit or why mm -hmm. this purse? I love this bag because for me, <laughs> we're just talking mm -hmm. about, but I, I love it because it has, it's like practical. It has mm -hmm. a long strap for crossbody, And then it has like kind of a glam, a little glam element to it with this mm -hmm. chain, but mm -hmm. this chain is so heavy. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. so the, I would say my number one, like the hard part about this bag is, is how heavy it is. Mm-hmm but I do love it. I think okay. this is more habit. And like, also mm -hmm. that I just like the bag. I don't know that it's the most practical for me, mm -hmm. but mm -hmm. it is, it is, I, I just love the look of it so much. Okay. So, so when yeah. it comes to making decisions, whether you should replace it or you should keep it, that's what I do. Like I weigh in whatever you said. Okay. You said it really, you really like the look. Mm -hmm. Do you like the look of it more than the amount of energy it takes from getting annoyed if things are not accessible or not? Those are the things. I do think I, I do. I think I like the bag more. Like that does okay. outweigh my annoyance mm -hmm. with mm -hmm. the things that are wrong with it. 
Yeah, but like only by a little bit, but enough that mm -hmm. I would be like, all right, let's make this work. So that's that's one thing when deciding whether you should keep an item or get rid of it is okay. That's the questions that you got to ask yourself. If you have like something in your apartment that's um, let's say is a little damaged or something and it reminds you of the like maybe there was a fight that mm. whatever like we might think oh but this works great and stuff but that even if it's subconsciously every time you see it just yes. it's Makes there sense. it takes your energy and you should only you know surround yourself with things that i don't know like i don't it sounds so cliche now that brings you joy but seriously that you really really love like right let's say about my closet right I have noticed that the clothes that I wear most are the ones that I had no doubt in my mind when I was buying it. It was like, oh my God, like, yes, they're heavy. I mean, like, this is, I love it. Like, it's just it so unique. And I've been wearing it for years. And, and then sometimes we keep things or like, I'll wear it in the home. But then we have so many things that are for going out, but we never wear. Why don't you wear those at home and feel good when you're at home? This you is know? my, also part of my problem. Yeah. Is mm -hmm. that I, so, and I think like that's, this is such a good point because I feel like there is this thing I'll throw on my sweats when I'm home and that I'm, you know, like nobody's going to see, but you're mm -hmm. right. We spend money on mm -hmm. these cute sweats or this cute thing. And, um, you know, so we're fine. So, but we don't wear them for just ourselves. It's kind mm -hmm. of like, it's like I save those things and I'll be like, I'll wear these out because these are my cute out sweats. But like, why wouldn't I wear them at home and feel cute in them? Yeah. And sometimes we even think we'll wear it out, but we always turn to our favorites. And some of the things, even if they look great on us, we never right. get a chance to wear because there's just so much time in the day or so many occasions that you have. We only use some of our favorites all the time. And the rest just, you know, is collecting. Accumulate. So, yeah. Yeah. So answering your question about when you decide what to keep and what to get rid of, I can talk about this forever, but I'm going to answer it in the shortest way possible. When you decide to declutter, the best way you can go about this is to write down your reasons why you're doing this. Mm -hmm. what is it going to bring into your life? What's going to improve in your life? What is it going to cost you if you don't make these changes? Because when we're getting rid of an object, we look at the object and thinking about, oh, but this, you know, is worth this much. It's only one side of the thing. If we don't look at what is it costing us to keep this? Why are we doing this? It's so much harder to just think like we're losing money by getting rid of it. But if you think about it, it's like, mm. oh my God, all day long, I am, you know, affected by this. And, and I have to come home, rush and start cleaning because there's not enough room in this cupboard. But like, if you had gotten rid of some other things in the other place, you would have the space and, and it just takes energy, it, it affects your time, your money, your creativity. But like, when you live in a space that's just, there's air in the room. Right, right you just feel so much more clear, creativity comes, better relationships come, better, everything improves in your life. And once you start right. thinking about these things, it's like, oh, I don't really need that. You know, like I can totally use something else for that. Or um, yeah, that's that's one, like to know why you're doing this. Yeah. Um, 
and it becomes easier to get rid of the maybes. Um, yeah, that that I think is the thing. It's like you said that that thing that's gotten overstated of like, does this spark mm-hmm. joy or does this bring joy? You know, but it is that mm-hmm. kind of that simple. It's like the stuff that mm-hmm. makes you happy is the stuff that probably initially you were like, yes, this is a yes. Mm-hmm. Do you have any favorite? Well, I ask everyone like their three favorite things they can't live without, which I would ask you as Sona, but also you as a home declutterer, like what mm-hmm. are there like three things that you're like, I love. And then also here are three things that everyone should start with or have if they're like looking to start to like declutter their home, especially for like fall or a new season or new air, you know, mm-hmm. anyway. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm going to merge both because, um, I am a student for life and I'm constantly learning new things and whatever I learn, I share with my clients and stuff. So the number one thing is my journal Mm. and I can't live without it. I I have it with me all the time. And on the first uh, first part, I write like it's like a diary or journaling or just like a brain dump when I feel yucky and I just need to write it down to verbalize my feelings so that I can look at it in a more um, Mm -hmm. objective and rational way. Mm -hmm. And then the back, if I learned a lesson that day, I just write the lesson because sometimes like there's no time to go and read through all of your notes. And I learned so many lessons, like, and I write so much, like, I don't want to keep repeating the same mistake. So sometimes when I feel like I need inspiration, I'll just go to the backside and just read the lessons because sometimes you forget, you relearn the lessons like, oh my God, I had learned that lesson. Why did I, because you just forget. What so, a beautiful practice though. That's yeah. like so good to do, <laughs> to like go back and revisit too. Thank you. I I really um, got into this when I was reading um so that book that changed my life life after losing my parents, it's called The Happiness Advantage. And it's written by a positive psychologist. He's a Harvard professor. And this, this book totally changed my life. And one of the things he was saying is, you know, when like your thoughts are ruminating all the time, it's like a circle, like just goes, goes, goes because it's working on the emotional part of your brain. But when you verbalize your feelings and whatever you're thinking, it's like a thread starts coming out and it just has an end. It's not a circle where you just keep chasing. It's like um, your rational part of the brain wakes up so you can see like, okay, oh, okay. So this is what I'm feeling. Oh, this is why I'm feeling. Okay, so there is a, this cannot be changed. And then you go through acceptance or this can be changed. And for this, this is what I'm, the steps that I'm going to take. Right, right. So it's just like, or, or, uh, organizing your space let me just like I'm so thing like I have to finish everything I start so the organizing steps are oh to, yes assess yeah. take out categorize categorize and go through each category and purge whatever um, doesn't serve you anymore and then find a home like is it going to go back to the same place or is it going to go somewhere else um and we're away forever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, that's the purging. And then um, so purge, find a home. And then at the end, once you find the home, you decide if it needs um, any kind of a solution and um, a separator, because basically oh. 
getting container is just to separate the category. So it's so clear that there isn't just like you don't keep dumping things because then it becomes a thing. Right. So you keep it. But if you count how many items like that you have at home and put them in a pile, you'll see that you will have so much more space in your room and you can actually use it for stuff that you use. And the reason I went back to that organizing is because the mental organization is same steps. You just, yes, exactly. Empty out your thoughts in a journal, then categorize them. This is for my career. This is the thing I'm having in my relationship. This is, you know, for my parenting or whatever, Mm -hmm. Okay. And then you purge. Okay. This doesn't serve me. I don't have time for this. Whatever you need to concentrate on, find a home for that and decide what steps you're going to take to, you know, or I love that. Yeah. That's literally the exact direct connection to decluttering both your mind and your space. Yeah. That's incredible. Uh Wait, I want three, the other, I want two more things that Sona can't live without. So have you got your journal? So journal. Um, If you want more like practical things, I can't live without this thing. It's like a timer and it has things on it, like five minutes, 15, 30 and 60. I don't like putting timers on my phone because Uh I'd get distracted. That's so Um, cute. So yeah, like if you want to put a timer for 60 minutes, you just put the site up and then it starts. And this has helped me so much in figuring out um, how much, where my time goes. Cause sometimes like you're doing an email and then it's a text message and then you're on Amazon. Yes. And stuff. But when you decide, okay, for six, 30 minutes, I'm going to do emails. You put it and then you don't touch anything until you do your emails. I love and that. If you need to add more time or whatever, like this is a constant reminder that don't go on that phone. Don't go cleaning your home. Don't reach out for that don't get distracted. Um, chocolate or whatever. Yeah. Well, this is what we're doing right now. And uh, batching whatever you're doing. Okay. Organizational, pro- like a home product that I really, really love are those command strips for picture hanging. I just love Oh, it. yeah. It it's just, I haven't used a nail in years and I just love to have my vision boards and pictures or whatever. Oh, I um, love so that. I really love how they work. They've never... Um, nothing has fallen off them. And I've done anything from a heavy to a light object. And in my life, I could probably, obviously my kids and everything, but um, traveling with my kids and um, exposing them to different ways of living. And we were in Nice this summer, uh, staying with friends in the um, Actually, the second part we're in this, but the beginning we were in the French countryside with some friends and just to see how they lived their lives um, and be immersed in the culture. And I've been traveling with them since they were like newborns and they love traveling too. And um, yeah, one of the things that I try to help my clients see is there is just not enough time in the day to do everything, see everything. So you have to be very intentional and make a list of what is a non-negotiable in your life. What is important? For example, I know that I want to travel every summer with my kids. So I plan my entire year so that I don't have to work in the summer for a month and just be present with them. 
you know, so um, when you become intentional and you maybe adjust other parts of your life that are going to make it possible, you know, um, or maybe for you, it's just, you know, taking a class or spending more time with your friends, just having a coffee. Like I can't live without my community and my people. That's right. another Right. Non-negotiables. So once you make this your priority, then everything else either has to fall off because there's just not enough time. But once you make this your number one, like when you schedule it in your calendar and you commit to it, then you have a more fulfilled life. And that's all. That's my biggest purpose in life to help other women see like they don't have to live the way I lived at some point where I felt like, okay, is this it? Like, mm -hmm. is this it? Like, seriously, when you're younger, you wait for your first kiss and then for the relationship and then for marriage and then for kids or for a career or whatever. And then there comes a point when after becoming a mom and if your plate is too full, you're like, what is like, what am I looking forward to? And it can be something as simple as just lying on the grass and just feeling the nature on you like it can be I, simple you know and I love that I try I've been trying to stress that too because me time when I bring me time up to people I think it's often sort of associated with like having money to take that time or go somewhere or do and sometimes it's like it's just that it's just like feeling the grass on your feet and like being present. I mean, you said it yeah. right, like whatever moment that is that you take mm -hmm. for yourself. Yeah. It's like the most perfect you, you, you're literally defining me time <laughs> even <laughs> better than I was, but like, that yeah. is, a, that is exactly what, what we're talking about and like being present and also just taking that extra little bit of time. I, I love that you just, I love that you just mm -hmm. said that, but I also love that you're like living it. Mm -hmm. You will like live this, you know, this is like, and, and how you've taken this skill that you have and thing that you've learned about yourself and are now taking it to help other people and enlighten other people and, and hopefully bring that kind of like peace and, you know, to their lives. That's what, that's what I love about like your approach to doing all of this, that it's more about, yes, it's about the stuff and yes, it's about the organization, but it's like, it's, it's so a, much deeper. It's inner work. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yes. Because it's like a vicious circle. If you're anxious, if you're not happy, everything else in your life, like your physical space gets affected and then your physical space affects your mental state it's, and yeah. it just, it goes in a circle. So right. um, you can either take like some simple steps and making just your living area maybe or maybe your office table or something small yeah, in yeah. the effect of it or you can do it how I like to do it which is figure out what is causing all that mental clutter mm. and then getting very clear on your core values and prioritizing them and then you can start the physical declutter as well one small yeah. step at a time right um, but so they're saying the outer that that's secondary, almost secondary. It's like, it's like go with the inner first, like the inner stuff mm -hmm. first, and then have your space sort of reflect that. And then once that's reflecting back to you, mm -hmm. you get out of the cycle of like, I mean, I'm, I wish I could show you and I'm not going to literally, I cannot <laughs> like what's on the, like, I'm just now organizing my office, which is why mm -hmm. I was like, 
I can't wait for you, <laughs> but mm-hmm. I, it's, I am so spatially sensitive and yet I can also like let things go for a while. Mm-hmm. And every time I get to that place where I'm like, it's driving me mad, which has mm-hmm. happened over the last few days, it's mm-hmm. because I'm not taking care of mm-hmm. me. Mm-hmm. Like mm-hmm. I'm noticing places and I'm like, I'm neglecting myself. I'm neglecting my mm-hmm. sleep. I'm neglecting this or that or the, like wait, the yeah. other. I'm staying busy. I'm saying I'm probably way too social that I need to be right now. I need some alone time. I need, you know, and I'm not doing it. And then it mm-hmm. reaches this point where like everything around me is reflecting that. Yeah. <laughs> so you're talking and I'm like, oh, that's what's happening. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. So this is exactly what's happening in my life right now. This is great. And In all help. areas of our life. So the inner work is very important. But at the same time, I don't want to say like, that's the only way to go. I'm all about, right. I'm trying, this is something that I'm working on myself too. I'm not a very flexible person in like, in my past, I used to be very extreme, like it's perfect or it's like, um, the, you know, like, so I'm trying to be more balanced and learn that, you know, mm. today my body and my mind needs this. It's okay to go off and do this, but then it doesn't mean that it's always going to be like, it's okay the next day to check in. But at the same time, I like also to have a plan, but I think I'm, um, what I wanted to say is, Yes, the inner work is very important. And if you can do that, do that. But sometimes there's just a lot, especially if somebody hasn't been doing any work mm-hmm. for themselves. So it might be hard to do it first. So seeing those simple things, just like your purse or your the glove section of your car or um, just your sitting area or maybe just making a corner somewhere where you can just sit and read and not see anything distracting and see how that affects you might motivate you to actually do the inner work and do it. So I think I can't say which one goes first. It just right. Be, right. depends on the uh, individual. Right. I love the start but small approach though, too. It's that is like the most important thing. Your purse, your just mm-hmm. your desk, your mm-hmm. car. Because I think the what happens a lot of time is we just, we think of the whole project and mm-hmm. then we get overwhelmed and throw in the towel and it just feels like too much and we'll get to it later. But mm-hmm. the small thing, like I literally, after we hang up, I'm going to go through your steps and I'm going mm-hmm. to reorganize my bag and I'm going to decide if I'm keeping this bag or not based on it. So I'll <laughs> let you know. And not just in the physical space, also um, in your mental space, maybe it's just, okay, today I'm going to take... Um, 15 minutes to unsubscribe from the latest emails that no longer interest me. It's just 15 minutes. And once I do it, (laughs) I'm going to celebrate it Um, and reward yourself. I know from my experience and my friends that we're so hard on ourselves when we Mm -hmm. don't do something the way we wanted to or expect it would happen. And then the negative talk is so... Like, it's so harsh. I literally, in my journal, I have other than like documenting my day and like writing my gratitudes. Another thing that I always do since this June that's helped me so much is writing down compliments to myself Mm. and just to look at that because I've noticed that I might do so much work and important things all day. 
But then at the end of the day, I used to just think about that one thing that I, oh, I wish I'd been, why? And then it felt like I I hadn't accomplished anything all day. Mm-hmm. And it just was heavy. And now mm-hmm. when I write down, I'm like, oh my God, you did this? Oh, you, wow. Like, And then it motivates me to keep doing even more the next day. Or even if I didn't get anything done, just to be kind to myself the way I would be to my kid or my best friend. Uh, right. You know, instead of like being like, oh, you didn't do this. I'm like, I did my best. I really tried my best. And that's that's what I try to do nowadays. It's like, and sometimes it happens, sometimes it doesn't, of course, and we're evolving all the time. But just this practice has helped me so much in becoming a um, nicer person to myself. I love that. I, this is so good, too, for like the listeners. I love that it's like, yeah, we're going to, um, you know, have uh, some some tips on to declutter your space. But this is like, this podcast is about overall like restoring ourselves and feeling better. And so I feel like this is, this is a much deeper, deeper conversation and I love it. And mm-hmm. I also like want to have you back at some point, but, um, and I also have to get you in my office. Oh, I have to sign your, I have to, uh, put my date in right to the thing. Did I not do that yet? Oh, I don't think I did, that yet, <laughs> but I will. So not, thank you for sharing all of that. Thank you for your tips, but, but thank you for like the deeper, the deeper conversation around it. Oh my God, thank you so much for having me. It's a privilege to share. Thank you so much for being here, Sona. I literally feel like we could keep talking for hours and hours. So please follow her at theminimalist.me. She also offers courses to, to help. Even just watching her videos, watching her highlight reels, all of it is very, very, very helpful. She's just a beautiful soul. And go to her website as well. So that's it. Thank you all so much for listening. Please follow us on our Instagram at me time with Maggie. And again, please keep sharing your me time and I'll keep prompting that on the Instagram, but I love seeing it, hearing it. And I think the more that we kind of simplify what that is, the the more comforting and easier it is for everybody to understand what that can be and find that, you know, every hour, every day in their life, yada, yada. Anyway, thank you all so much for listening. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.